The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Today on the show, we are talking to one of my favorite people, friends, and pastors, Paula Waterman. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I've got you on the show today because I really want you to talk about this super cool, awesome church that you're doing that's really different from any church I've ever been to, and I'm really excited about it, and it's called Saturday Night Supper Club, and I want to get into that a little bit okay. and um, talk about you know what led you to start it and all that, but first, okay. I would love it if you would share with our listening audience just a little bit about your own testimony, your own history, anything that you want to share with us that um, you know gives us a little background about who you are. Yeah. Um, yes, I like to say that I'm eternally 39, although I'm a little <laughs> bit older than that. Um, I have three children. I'm married. Um, I I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a um, pretty traditional evangelical Christian home and was raised with Christian values and um, got married when I was young, about 22 years old. And like most people thought that that marriage would last forever, Mm. you know, didn't think that, um, you know, I believed in, in the traditional idea of marriage and that, um, you know, we were going to live happily ever after. I think like everybody does. Sure. And unfortunately, that was not true for me. And I began working. Um, my husband at the time was in the military, and he had been called up over to Iraq during the Iraq War, and I was left by myself. And so I became super involved in the church because mm-hmm. um, there became this, I, I had this renaissance with the Lord, so to speak. Even though I was raised in the church as a young child and, and always considered myself a Christian, can't even remember like when I gave my life to the Lord because I just always was raised in the church. I didn't really have that mm, crisis time where some people as adults really turn to the Lord in this time of of crisis until when um, my husband went to the war and I was left all by myself and I was completely alone and afraid for his life and afraid for um, our, you know, was he going to have a job when he came back? We're going to have to sell our house. Just this gripping, overwhelming Mm -hmm. fear kind of came on me and I turned to the church um, because it had brought me comfort before and I became super involved in the Lord and just kind of had a renewed love for the Lord Mm -hmm. and a, and a, like I said, a Renaissance in my relationship with him. And one thing led to another and I came on staff at the church. I became, I started out as a women's pastor Mm -hmm. and then after a year I was the community pastor and I, I was involved in all kinds of things like uh, Bible studies and men's and women's groups and retreats and things like that. And it was, it was my dream come true. I Mm -hmm. loved it so much because it, it was my sweet spot. It was what I was built for was to worship the Lord and serve Mm -hmm. the Lord and also serve people. So community. Yeah. I love community. But, um, about three years after I actually came on staff at the church, my husband at that time started having um, some affairs, you know, his job really exposed him to opportunities to have a lot of different affairs. And he became involved in a couple different women and, and I didn't know it. Mm. You know, there was about three years I didn't know he was having these affairs for one reason or another. And um, then one day I was at work. It was a Tuesday. I was at church. I was working. I was in a staff meeting. 
and a man came to the door of the church. He was a process server, and he served me divorce papers at wow. church. And it was just devastating to me. I had ne- I did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. It 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 was I call it the Holocaust of my life. That seems really I don't know, maybe um, outrageous to some people, but at that time it was a Holocaust for me because never, never did I imagine that I would suffer through a divorce and a divorce I didn't see coming. Right. You know, so it really changed me kind of from the inside out because all of a sudden I became, you know, a person that I never, I I didn't have any experience like personally the divorce or knew anything about the divorce process or anything. And all of a sudden now I had to go to court and defend myself and, and go through these horrible court proceedings and, and this this process I did not want to go through. I did not. I, I told them I wouldn't give them a divorce. I said, I'm not going to give you a divorce. You're going to have to take it from me because mm. that's how much I didn't believe in it. Well, it must have been especially hard for you. I mean, for me, you know, my history as it relates mm-hmm. to what you're saying, just so to bring the listeners up to speed a little bit, is I, too, went through a divorce, but mine was totally different because I wasn't yeah. walking with the Lord at right. the time. Right. Um, I was young in my early 20s and just honestly, I didn't know any better. I thought I could do whatever I wanted and had no consequence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was very different for me, but um, I can see why being in the church and walking with the Lord, that that was even to, more shocking probably for you. And especially as a pastor, yeah. that must have been extremely hard. As much as I thought I understood about grace and mercy, you don't understand that about that until you experience such a huge breaking in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you realize grace and mercy is all there is. There isn't anything else. None of us can ever live up to who we're supposed to be. And it's only grace and mercy that gets us through this life, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was a long process. I mean, it was about a year, year and a half before I actually got divorced. And I still was nowhere near healed yeah. for several years after that. Um, but it changed my whole outlook on everybody. And I just began to realize that every single person has some wound or deep um, breaking maybe in their life, even if they don't know it, you know? And that they need God's mercy for, and they need grace, and they need community. I could not have made it except for my church community. I felt like my church community just carried me around on their mm-hmm. fingertips, you know, like you see at the concerts and stuff. People are being, you know, carried around sure. above people's heads. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt like for like a year, people just carried me around because I was literally not able to function, you know. Well, and that's another thing for people listening, you know, that might be going through something like that. Yeah. Um, I just highly encourage you, if, if you're dealing with that, if you're going through any type of crisis right now, find a good church. If you're not in a church, um, get online, talk to friends, look it up, find yeah. somebody that can connect you with a, a Bible-based, God-fearing, spirit-filled church, you know? <laughs> Grace-giving church yes, is what I would say. Grace and mercy, because yeah. um, yeah. none of us are perfect, and we need that kind yeah. of community because, honestly, I don't know how yeah. people go through something like either. what you went through. I don't either. Um, with out community and without people there yeah. to lift them up and even pray for them yeah. and speak life to them on their really hard days. Yeah. So you were saying that it, it really made you see things differently. Like, yeah. talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, I like to think that I wasn't legalistic or I wasn't um, religious, you know, prior to that, but I'm sure that wasn't true. I'm sure, <laughs> you know, we all have stages that we need to um, get to, but it really just let, it really taught me to see people without as much as possible, without any kind of labels or judgments and realize that we're all dealing with something. Right. It may not be visible on the outside. Maybe they look perfect on the outside or they're beautiful or they've got $10 million in the bank mm. or whatever, but I guarantee there is some wound in their heart that they are suffering from unless, you know, they're totally healed up for some reason. But most of us, even the ones pursuing our healing, have a wound that we deal with, have a filter that we 
that we receive life through mm-hmm. that somehow messes us up a little bit. And it just allowed me to see people with a lot more grace and, a, and extend a lot more mercy, you That's know, so and, good. and just realize that if we can accept each other right where we're at and, and feel safe to take our masks off with each other, mm-hmm. That's really what God's heart is. Because that's, that's his heart to us. He wants us to be safe enough to take our mask off for him. Mm-hmm. And so many people don't feel safe enough to do that, even with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, and even in church sometimes. Right. I mean, I know there were lots of times that I went. And you know how it's typical. You walk in the door and you're, the greeters greet you and they're like, yeah. good morning, Carla. How are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm so blessed. You know, <laughs> so glad to be here. When on the inside, you know, yeah. I'm going through something yeah. or I've had a horrible weekend, yeah. you know, and here yeah. it is Sunday and I'm trying to put on the mask and pretend when really what I need to do is say, you know what? I'm having a really hard time. Can you please sit and pray with me or, you know, speak life to me and some encouragement and speak God's heart, not our own preconceived ideas. I know I had preconceived ideas about people who were divorced. Oh yeah. Not not having gone through divorce. I'm like, Oh, what did they do to this? Mm. Like what? Like, Oh, they failed, you know, or whatever that would be. You know, I had my own preconceived ideas. Boy, that got blown out of the water. Oh, sure. You know, and now I, I look at almost anything as like, well, I have no idea why they, why that happened in their life. I, I, they could have participated in it. It could have been thrust on them. I don't know. Right. You know, I have no idea. Well, and like you said, it's so important not to have yeah. preconceived notions or judgments. Because right. we don't, you know, that's what my show right. is all about. Scandalous Grace is, you know, leaving religion out of it yeah. and just bringing Jesus. Yeah. And every time I think about divorce, cause you know, like I said, yeah. I'm divorced yeah. and remarried. Right. And sometimes even after I got back into relationship with the Lord and rededicated my life to him, even having to admit that to people in church, yeah. I still felt some, some of that shame and guilt yeah. for the first few years yeah. until I realized that, you know, Jesus set me free from all that Yeah. and nobody's perfect. Yeah. And, um, he got me healed up from that and that was really good. But I do, I think of how he treated the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked to you a little bit about this before, but whenever I think about divorce, my divorce, your divorce, other people, um, and how God feels about it. I know there's lots of stuff in the Bible about sure. divorce, but I just love the way that Jesus responded to the woman at the well. Yeah. You know, she'd been married five times yeah. and divorced five times. Yeah. And the man that she was living with when he met her, when yeah. Jesus met her yeah. was not her husband. Yeah. And he was so kind to her yeah. and he spoke truth and life to her. And she ended up being like, seriously, I always say she was like one of the first evangelists because she ran into her town and talked to everybody about this guy that knew all of her business Mm -hmm. and still loved her. And and she was attracted to what Mm -hmm. he had and Mm -hmm. and she knew he must be the Messiah. And I just love that beautiful example of Jesus and how he, because, you know, we want to emulate him. We want to be Christ followers. And so I just love how he loved on her and spoke to her and the turn of events that it caused in her life. Seriously. Right. right, And the way he treated her set her free. Right. And she's able to extend that message to other people because of what she experienced. Now she's able to give it to other people. And that, that really is the whole message, right? Is that not only does God want to set us free for us Mm because he loves us so much and he wants to meet us at our place of pain and our place of hurt and, and heal us. But he wants us to be vehicles to bring that to other people because what we've been through, we have unique perspective to talk to other people about right sure do you feel like let's talk about Saturday Night Supper Club a little bit now sure do you feel like that's what really led you to start Supper Club yeah you know for me um I really believe in relationship I I believe that God is a God of relationship when in very first mention of him in the Bible he says let us make man in our own image the very first time we hear about God 
he's talking about community, mm. you know, and not only does he talk about the Trinity as community, then he says, it's not good for Adam or man to be alone. Let me create a helper to right. be with him. So at the very beginning, we see that we need God and we need each other. We're not meant to live by ourselves. We're not meant to figure things out on our own. We need God and each other. And so for me, I wanted to create a community where we talk about relationship as being one of the most uh, priority things, you know, and it's, it's transparent relationship, vulnerable relationship, mm-hmm. real relationship that allows us to take our masks off and say, hey, here I am. I struggle with this. Or I, I really have a lot of fear in my life. Or can you pray for me? I've been estranged from my family for 10 years. And it's this place of like, how do we love you right where you're at? Right. A safe place. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And to, to demonstrate the father heart of God, a God that wants to come close to us and bind up our wounds and heal us, you know? Well, and it's like I mentioned earlier, sometimes... For me in the past, um, church has been a place where I played pretend quite a bit because I was scared of the impression it might give other people. I didn't um, know if it was okay, if it was safe for me to be honest, if it was safe for me to be vulnerable. Like I said, I was worried about them finding about my history before I was walking with the Lord. I was embarrassed and ashamed. And then also, you know, I always wanted to be like in a good mood and in a good place. And and what you're saying is you don't have to be like that. No, No, I want to create a place where everyone can belong right where they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that there is no magic formula for anything that, you know what? Sometimes life is hard. Yeah. Sometimes we have wounds that either we've participated in ourselves or, or people have put on us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we all need to work through that together. We need to be kind and gentle with each other as we work through that stuff together. Um, the tension, I think sometimes being a Christian is we emphasize good behavior more than anything. And you know, the, one of the, um, taglines i suppose of saturday night supper club is belong then you believe and then you behave behavior oh, is so third down the row it's not about your behavior first mm-hmm. it's about do you belong yeah we want you to belong come join us and then let's talk about what we believe let's dialogue about that maybe we can have a dialogue about belief and then how does belief what you really believe and who you belong to the lord maybe that will change your behavior mm. how does that change your behavior because one thing i know the best behavior comes from an internal change, comes from a heart change. Mm-hmm. We can have all this external behavior applied to us, but it doesn't really last until we internalize that in our heart. And when you love the Lord, then you want to live the way God wants you to live because of your love and your relationship with the Lord. Right. It's like that scripture. It's the goodness of God yes. that yes. causes a man to repent or turns yes. a man to yes. the Lord. That's really yes. good. Yes. So I love the order of that. You know, it's belong. Yep. And then learn and believe. Yep. And then your behavior follows suit. That's right. And it's usually like, at least for me, the way I was raised in church and a lot of the churches that I went to when I was young, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I was trying to behave Mm -hmm. before I even fully belonged or believed, Yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's a little bit backwards when we get it like that. And I certainly was in that pattern where I, I had such a, um, I guess you would call it a spirit of performance on me where I was always striving to do the very best job. And like I said, pretend that everything was fine and that there was nothing going on in my life. Right. And, um, to the point where I did, I think I had a mask on for, for several years. Right. You know, definitely at the beginning. So I just, I love that whole concept of belonging first and feeling safe and, and relating. And I want us to feel that we can belong to the Lord and Mm -hmm. that he can belong to us, that he's not so far away that he doesn't care about us. He cares about the very most intimate details of our lives. You know, so he's, he's closer to us than a brother is what the Bible says. And, 
you know, that's the kind of environment I want to um, create is one of of his closeness and his love, his tenderness, mm-hmm. you know, and then replicate that. I mean, listen, people are people. And they're, right. not, they're not always going to be, you know, the they're not going to be perfect. We're going to we're going to rub up against each other. We're going to we're going to, you know, maybe have our conflicts. But part of living in community is working through those conflicts in a godly way. Yeah. You know, part of being in this world is learning how to manage what we come across every day, being led by the spirit, mm-hmm. doing it in a way that that um, exhibits his love, it, it, that that helps us be more mature and be more Christ like, you know, but it, we're still going to have still going to have our issues just like anybody else. Sure. You know. Well, tell me a little bit about the format. Like if somebody was coming for the first time to Saturday Night Supper Club, what would that look like? Tell me what you guys do. At the very beginning, it's a lot like another church. You know, we have worship. We kind of sit around and talk to each other for, Mm -hmm. we meet at a rec center and we sit around and talk about 10 minutes and kind of visit with each other. And then we have a worship. We do worship for about 15, 20 minutes. And then we'll have a a message, you know, maybe a 30 minute message. You've spoke on Saturday Mm -hmm. Night Supper Club before, right? She's one of our most popular speakers. Oh, you're sweet. And I speak, this week I'm speaking on um, Goliath Must Fall. It's a book by uh, Louis Giglio. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, And then, here's my favorite part, because I think this is what really represents community and relationship. After we hear the message, then we all gather around and we have like a family meal together. Mm. And um, we have one or two women in our um, group that cooks the meal every week, and it's free to whoever shows up. And we just pull our tables together and we have delicious food and we talk and we share our lives together because that's part of doing life. That's part of community. That's part of relationship. And, you know, in the in the New Testament, one of the first ways that the new church got together is they met from house to house and they they broke bread together. They did their life together. I mean, going to church and loving the Lord and loving each other means being involved in each other's lives. Right. You know, it's more than one hour a week. Right. You know. And sometimes, like like you said earlier, or maybe I said it, even that can get a little messy, and that's okay, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. it is a safe place, and we can all be real, mm-hmm. and I mean, just and, tell it like it is. And let's face it, life is real, real messy. Yeah. If you're not going to find the way to deal with life at church, where are you going to find the way to deal with life mm-hmm. in a way that is going to bring life is going to is going to bring restoration is going to expand the kingdom we need to learn the tools for that especially at church yeah so we got to practice all that well i it's one of the places that i love to be it's one of my most favorite places whenever i'm at saturday night supper club i really do love um just how safe it is there but also love i mean we talk about the messiness and people being broken or whatever but it's also full of joy yeah. and full of life and it's, yeah. i think it's because there's a freedom to just be yourself yeah and to come as you are and Jesus will meet you. Yeah. And it's so welcoming. And I do love the worship <laughs> and, of course, the message. But I do. I love when we get to sit around after and share a meal, like you yeah. said, like they did in the Bible. Yeah. And just connect with each other yeah. over a meal. Because I feel like over a meal, it just takes all the walls down. It does, right? right? Yeah, it always and does. you can really connect with people and, um, I don't know, just, just feel the love of Jesus. Yeah. So I love what you're doing there. Thank you. And that's why I wanted to have you on today because Thank I think you. there's a lot of people that that could benefit from a church like that, yeah. you know, that yeah. are like me, that maybe they are going to church every week wearing their mask and they don't feel like they have a mm-hmm. safe place mm-hmm. to go and just be like, listen, I'm going through a divorce right now yeah. and I could really use some encouragement or even some prayer or somebody to sit down and have coffee with me, somebody that's been through it and, yeah. and that can tell me, you know, yeah. there's life after this horrible yeah. thing that happens in your life. You know, the other thing that we do at Saturday Night Supper Club, which I guess it depends on what kind of church you go to, is we really pray for each other. Mm-hmm. Like we we 
provide a time at the end of the message where if you need to come up and get prayer, then you can come up and get prayer and just walk over to the speaker and say, hey, can you pray for me? You know, I'm struggling with X, Y, or Z. And we'll stop and pray for them right then. We have a time in our um, group where we'll say, does anyone have any prayer requests or does anyone have any praise reports? And and since we've been doing this now for a year and a half, we really know people's lives. Mm. And we just had somebody say, you know what? Someone gave me a car. You know, we've been they've been struggling with not having a car. Oh, and wow. someone just gave them a car. And we were all able to just to clap and celebrate together. be so happy because we knew what they were going through. And that was, it was so fun to celebrate that with them, so you good. know? And I know that there was another situation um, with a gentleman that had been in the hospital, yes. an elderly like gentleman. Six months. Yeah. A really long time. And we prayed and prayed and prayed for him. And I remember the night that he came in the first time that yeah. he was just out of the hospital. And we were all so grateful to God yeah. for answer prayer. And then the night, a few weeks later, when he walked in yes. out of a wheelchair, and it was yes. definitely yes. like a miracle. And so, just so you know, this last week when we met, his mom told us they're now moving back to their cabin. They, he was, they were going to set up hospice for this oh man. Gosh, yeah. They were going to, the doctors had given up all hope. He's 80 years old and had, were going to set up hospice. But the mom was a praying mom. His, his, his daughter, I mean, was a praying mom. And just refused to listen to that. And we partnered with her and we prayed with her. And this weekend, I think he is going back to his cabin up past Evergreen or wherever it is <laughs> out in the boondocks. Awesome. We really did not know that would ever happen. That's so cool. That's a shared life. That's awesome. You know, um, another thing that I know you're doing with Saturday Night Supper Club that I really want the women that are listening oh, yeah. to, to know about is you have a retreat coming up. What's the name? The Darling the Retreat. The Darling Retreat. And who's our speaker, Miss Garland? I am the guest speaker <laughs> this year, and I'm super excited. I want to tell everybody listening a little bit about it, though. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's hosted by Saturday Night Supper Club. It is going to be held at the Charter in Beaver Creek, so up by Vail. It's a beautiful area. We've yeah. both been there it's, before. It's like Cinderella land, if it you is. ask me. It's yeah. gorgeous. So it's going to be August the 18th through the 20th at the Charter at Beaver Creek. You can find out more information about it by going onto my website, which is carlaswanigan.com, or also onto SaturdayNightSupperClub.org. .org. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can um, read more information. You can register. But it's really going to be a place where um, we go away to get with God and get restored and refreshed. You don't have to go to Saturday Night Supper Club Church. You don't have to go to any church, I've been telling people. <laughs> um, we would love to have you no yeah. matter what part of life you're in. Yeah. Um, it's open to all women, and um, we're just really excited. I've been praying a lot yeah. because I'm the guest speaker about what God wants to do that weekend and what's on his heart for the women that attend. And so for everybody listening, I just really wanted you to know about it and check it out. Like I said, you can look on my website, com to find a link and more information. And also on the Saturday Night Supper Club website, SaturdayNightSupperClub.org. And then, Paula, is there any place else... Um, that they can find you, like, are you on social media? Are you on Facebook or anything? Yeah, we're on Facebook. If you just, um, I guess, search in the search bar for Saturday Night Supper Club. And then we have Facebook, I mean, uh, our website, SaturdayNightSupperClub.org. I think we're on Instagram. You know, my assistant does all that. Sure. I don't think we have a Twitter. I really don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, they can find you by going to the website, yeah. SaturdayNightSupperClub.org. And um, also, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you And, I, and for I'm just me. so excited about what you're doing over there thank you and i want to tell everybody that's listening if you want to come please come you would be so welcome there um it's at five o'clock five to seven saturday nights at the castle rock rec center okay yep awesome well i just want to thank you for being here today thank you for having me and i want to thank all of you for listening thank you for joining us today i would love 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 to hear from you guys um, you can email me at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com, and that is Carla with a K. 
And just let me know how God's moving in your life through the show and how we can partner with you in prayer. You know, also, it doesn't have to be anything that we talked about. Um, it can be anything that you need prayer for. I would love to pray with you. And you can connect with me as well on all social media platforms just by searching Carla Swanigan Ministries. And again, on my website at carlaswanigan.com, you can find lots of other resources. I've got some um, video devotionals and some links to some other great things like the Starling Retreat and some blog posts. And I would love, Paula, real quick, we've got about 30 seconds. I would just love really quick to pray for people that may be looking for a church home. It'd be great. And what you said today may have touched them even um, in their community, you yeah. know, in their yeah. heart, what they're going through. Great. So, Father God, thank you so much for everybody listening. And I do pray in agreement with Paula, Lord, that um, that you would just heal the brokenhearted, Lord, and that you would put them all in a safe home, a safe church home. And if anybody's looking for a church, Lord, I pray that you would lead and guide and direct them right to that place where you've called them to Lord. And I pray that you would, um, surround them with people that are safe and that love them and that love you, Lord. And you would just network them with the right people and that they wouldn't feel alone and they wouldn't be isolated and they would find the church home that you have for him, for them, Lord, no matter where it is, Lord, we, we just bless them and we pray that you would move in their lives, Lord, and take them where they need to be. And Lord, I bless everything that you're doing through Paula Waterman and Saturday Night Supper Club. And we just thank you, God, for all the praise reports that come out of that place. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carloswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carloswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.